Hey guys, Sunny here. Welcome to the 30-something podcast with Sunny. That's me. Hello, if you're new here, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the community. Uh, We talk about a lot of things on this podcast, um, but it all fits under that umbrella of 30-something, that time in life where a lot of us are experiencing parenthood for the first time. We talk a lot about motherhood. We talk a lot about working the... um, (laughs) the work-life balance, does it or does it not exist? Um, We talk a lot with entrepreneurs, people who are starting businesses or people who are in their second chapters in life, who are chasing their passions and finding ways to encourage and uplift other people through their work and their words. So lots of interesting people here with information that's relevant to people in this stage of life. Lots of good information for people with families here. So um, I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode, I am really excited about. Okay, so how about this? What if... You had an idea, you went to your employer, you gave them this idea which you thought could revolutionize the way your industry worked, and your bosses laughed in your face. What? Would you be just completely peeved? I know I would. Um, Today's guest experienced that. Sunir Madani, the founder of Fat Merchant, which is a payment processing company, worked in the payment processing industry and had an idea to really simplify the whole process. Payment processing is essentially what moves the money from your bank account to the merchant's bank account when you buy something. Um, And so she had an idea to completely simplify the process. And guess what? Her bosses laughed in her face. Well, guess what? Uh, Mere years later, five years later, uh, Sunir has completely revolutionized the payment processing industry. She's 30 years old, guys, and now her business, Fat Merchant, processes $2 billion worth of payments. That is insane. And this all started from an idea and a flame that burned brighter and brighter every time someone told her she couldn't do something this way. I love a good underdog story, and I love a good badass woman story, and Sunir Madani is both of those. She is showing us what it's like to be an entrepreneur at the tender age of 30 who's also raising two young children and trying to balance that life at home with her entrepreneurial life at work as well. So Fat Merchant um, is thriving in Orlando. It's based here in the Sunshine State. And Sunira sat down with me to talk more about, not only about business and how she's revolutionizing the payment processing industry. By the way, she's been featured in pretty much every prominent business publication you can imagine, Forbes, Payment Source, um, Business Insider, just I mean, just everywhere. This girl is just so crazy intelligent. Um, but she also talks about what it's like to follow your instinct into doing something that you know or you truly feel needs to be done. I loved hearing how her gut and her instinct led her to bigger and better things and now she is literally kicking everybody's butt in this in this world. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. It is Sunira Madani from Fat Merchant. So guys, um, this next guest, we are Insta buddies. We pretty much see each other on Instagram. Um, I I see your posts daily. I know that I'm liking and commenting. I follow you. I follow your business. And I'm so excited to have you on because um, you just represent what is good in the world right now. You are a, a young woman CEO. You are making it happen, girl. Tell us what Fat Merchant is. I love the name, too. Sunny, thanks so much for having me today. I'm so excited. And it is really strange. I think we were just talking about this before we got started on the episode of how did we meet? And it's funny, we actually haven't met, We, but I feel like we're, we've been really great friends over the last few months via Instagram. 
Um, and it's just, it's funny how our, our new world operates that way. Uh, but thanks for having me. And I'm so excited to share my story as well as about my company and what I do. So hi, everyone. My name is Sanera Madani, and I'm CEO and founder of a payment technology company located in Orlando, Florida, called Fat Merchant. And you heard that right. Um, it's F-A-T-T. It stands for Fast Affordable Transaction Technology. And what we do is we build incredible payment packs to be able to accept payments and credit cards and all the ways that they need to process their revenue for their small business. I launched the company in 2014 and my background was in the payments industry and I saw this huge need for transparency in the marketplace, better technology for the small businesses. You know, they were just being nickeled and dimed with endless amounts of fees and just horrible customer experiences and the, the market was really commoditized and controlled by just the large banks. And there really wasn't any new perspective in 2000, this was back in 2011, 2012, where there, there was a huge need in the marketplace for that, for the transparency for the small businesses and better technology and value add for them to start accepting payments because the market was going very cashless, which now in 2018, we know that's exactly what happened. We barely carry any cash these days and small businesses need to be, be able to accept all kinds of payments and credit cards, but it's a huge expense for them. And so as a a millennial that was subscribing to every subscription-based product that I could get my hands on and kind of seeing the subscription revolution take place, a light bulb went off and, you know, I was like, why isn't anybody applying subscription to payment processing to merchant services? And that's where the idea of Fat Merchant was born. And in 2014, we launched the company. I launched the company and grew up with a very tiny team, very little resources and took the company from that first year in business, we did about 5 million in payments, to we're doing over 2 billion in processing today, and have raised over $20 million in venture capital, we have about 100 employees, four offices, and I'm still at the helm running it all as the CEO and founder. I love it, your Instagram handle is Mom Boss Blog, so people <laughs> need to go find you because you like Chronicle, um, not only your business comings and goings and everything that you have to do for the company, but you're also giving us a peek at what it's like to run a household and run a company. And, um, you know, I, I hate that I have to ask this because I feel like men never really get asked this question and it's true, but let's just accept the reality that this question is something that women want to know. How how do you do it, girl? It's crazy, I'm sure. <laughs> it is. And that's the number one question I probably do get asked on any medium that you know, I'm talking about the company with, any, you know, any podcast, any platform, any interview. Um, and it's how do you do it? And it's, I don't know if I can swear on, on yes, the show. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's really fucking hard. <laughs> I love it. Yay, you are my first guest to drop the F-bomb. And this is why I love you. Because you are real and candid. So go, go on, girl. It is so fucking hard to be a working mom, let alone, I mean, like, let's remove the fact that I run a company, right? So any executive position is already hard enough. But even just for working parents and working moms, um, it's twice as hard just because we have all the responsibility or lots of responsibility um, of our home life as well as then our working life. And one thing, and the reason why I launched mom boss blog so you can find me on instagram that way um was i actually started just sharing our everyday life of so during this process of while i'm growing the company and our company is scaling like crazy i actually gave birth to my now two and a half year old daughter mila 
And it was obviously everyone's as you know, becoming a mom is a life changing experience. And it was and it was really difficult for me to be able to still execute at the level that I was executing at prior to having her. And then we had just raised about, um, you know, a two and a half million dollar series a round. And so I had, you know, just great responsibility with my investors and shareholders and stakes became really real but at the same time I was loving and enjoying having a newborn like baby girl and it was really hard leaving her and trying to incorporate her into Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. other world that I'm passionate about because my first baby was fat merchant then Mila came along and it was kind of like I have these two personalities these two lives and it was you know it was really difficult to navigate through it and then i just started sharing our everyday i think that's when like instagram stories came out and i just started sharing like what's happening and like how i'm getting to work where mila is off to i'm like literally traveling um you know weekly for conferences and partner meetings and investor meetings and like what's happening back at home and just kind of documenting like shit just happens and it's not perfect no but it's for, not that was really supportive but and then I just get it, started getting all this outreach from like amazing moms um, asking questions of like, like, how are you scheduling this or like, what are your tips for productivity here? And so I just started sharing kind of the things that make my life work, which is really organization. Honestly, we, we've all got I would say we've all got the same amount of hours in a day, just as many as Oprah has. Right. Or the president. <laughs> has, and, You know, and so, well, um, just as many as Obama. has. <laughs> And we can choose what we want to do with those hours. And it's really important that we also focus on ourselves and what's important to us as moms. Because what I always found was when my friends became moms, they really had to choose or they felt like they had to choose work life or mom life. And I didn't see a lot of that being blended into, hey, we have this one great life and you can be mom and boss. And so that's my mission um, is to try to empower women to continue to pursue what they love, not put themselves as the back burner um, and still have great families, um, great family life and as well as be driven and like what mm-hmm. inspires them. And, and it, it could be that they want to be working moms at home. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be executive life or, or, or entrepreneur life or whatever it may be, but ensuring that they don't lose themselves as part of this mom, um, mom boss process. Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head because everybody's balance, even though I don't believe in that word, but just for lack of a better term, everybody's balance looks a little bit different. Like you said, you really are. I mean, you're an entrepreneur, you're a CEO, you're at the top of the top. Um, So your day is going to look different working than, you know, someone who's working from home or clocking in an hourly shift or a part time job here and there. But it, it, it is great to see and it's great to have these strong women come out and sort of slap the big lie label on the balance myth because it, it gives us freedom, right, to not have to feel so perfect all the time. And and I love seeing that about you. Let me ask you this, because you're you're surrounded, you're in you're not only um the, the founder of this company and running it every day, but you're also probably surrounded by a lot of other women who are like you, type A, super organized, super intelligent. Have you found that the transition to motherhood tends to be harder for women who were real um love to be in control of their schedule and their day-to-day life more so than an easygoing person who would describe herself as more go with the flow? Like, did, did motherhood hit you a little harder because you were so driven? You know, that's it. That, no one's ever asked me that question before. Maybe. I, I think, you know, I think you're right because it's so unpredictable, right? And so for us type A 
super organized. We have everything under control. It's like, holy shit, I can't control that. Like my kid's sick today and I can't control that. You know, my nanny can't come today or something happened or, um, you know, like there's things that you're, they're just out of your control or that you're just learning through because babies aren't perfect and toddlers aren't like, it's never easy. Like no every single transition point of Mila's journey so far she's two and a half from the moment she was born I'm like okay you know first it's like getting through sleeping through the night and then it's like the next phase and it's the next phase and it's solids and it's foods and it's um you know it's 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 been such a fun growing experience but it's always the next thing especially on mom life that you just really can't it's not you can't predict you just have to kind of go with it uh, but it's allowing for that flexibility even being type a so I think that yeah maybe it did hit harder because of personality personality type but I think that even for the 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 non super organized or go with the flow kind of people, um, I think that you know there it, it's still there. I don't think either which way will cause motherhood is just tough, right? It like is. that's just what it, what it's going to be. So I think there's going to be surprises on like either end. So I still have friends that are like super easygoing, uh, but then they struggle in other areas. Whereas for me, because I'm maybe a little bit more organized, that you know I can tackle one particular subject matter or like one particular instance a lot easier versus them. So what surprised you the most about having kids? I know you're expecting as well. So yeah. y- your next baby is due when? Um, in eight weeks. So I'm eight months pregnant. <gasps> oh my goodness. Look at you running an empire all pregnant. That's amazing. So like what, what has surprised you about it now that you are going through it again? What surprised me about it is I didn't think I was, not that I, okay, I'm going to sound horrible saying, I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I do. Um, just being such a, you know, working style of personality. I was like, you know, family love was to me until, you know, until I met my daughter and really, you know, things really do change. I mean, she's my number, my, my number one, um, priority in my entire life is Mila and, you know, our growing family now as well. So I think that surprised me. I think I surprised myself with like this emotional side of me that came out that I really, I knew that was there, but I wasn't expecting to be so in love with wanting to have like this. Um, I, I really do. I want to be like the best mom that I can also be. And not that I didn't think that I didn't want that, but that was surprising for me to kind of see this side of myself. And I think that happens for, for many moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't realize like the impact that it really does have. Um, and I knew it was going to be hard. Uh, another surprise. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. Like, it, and I'm so nervous already for like adding um, – you know, another one on the way, you know, um, Mila's gonna have a little sister coming soon. And just how are we, you know, I'm like, are we like just shit crazy right now? Like we have so much happening. My husband's also um, an entrepreneur as well. So we've got two big businesses. You know, we've got, you know, we've, we're already finally kind of figured things out. Like we feel like we have a system. And now like, I'm so nervous about kind of adding this, again, this unknown, right, this new variable, uh, to this mix, but I'm sure it's going to be challenging again, but it can be done. It really can be done. And it's really rewarding. Um, it's really rewarding. Like both sides of it are really rewarding. And so I'm really proud of myself, uh, for just giving it the best that I can. And I always say it's better done than perfect. And I'm really working on that. Um, and I actually just, I was, was something I was talking to a bunch of women on for like the United way, um, women who, um, women united for United way. So I, I did a, uh, a panel for them last week and it, it was really centered around like work-life balance everybody wants to know this concept of work-life balance and truly it doesn't exist it really doesn't everyone's work-life balance like you like you mentioned Sunny is different for their work life 
and we really only get like one life. Like that was that was a concept that kind of came out of this event of we can't really live these two lives. So we have to like blend it. We are mom bosses. We are, you know, this one blended being. And so it's important to try not to be like, oh, I need work here and I need balance here and I need this here. I think it all just cohesively happens um, if we just decide on what's priority for us and what and some things just have to go. Yeah. Well, and let me say this advice for, you know, any child after the first, whether it be second or third, I, I will say, girl, just lower the standards. Everyone's yes. like, I feel like with every child comes and I'm not kidding when I say this, people are like, well, what do you think? What's your advice? I'm like, really just lower your standards. Any expectation, like you said, done is better than perfect. An expectation of getting things perfect is just completely it's unrealistic. So I think you're on the right track and just knowing that things are going to change and, and, and it is, it's a lot. I, I, I want to go back to your company. I love, love, love. So you, I was reading a bit of your backstory and you essentially created something. You tried to tell people that there was a hole in the marketplace. In one of your articles, you said people laughed in your face when you said, why would we, you know, they said to you, why would we take away, you know, this part of the process when it's what's lining everyone's pockets? Not only do you go and prove them wrong, but you're also like a young not that this matters, but beautiful woman doing this. And you're kind of showing all these people who've been in the industry for a long time that um, things can change and that what you thought mattered. Was that just an incredible moment for you as an entrepreneur? And like, what gave you the inspiration to strike out on your own? Do you remember there being one moment where you thought, okay, I have to do this? Yeah, no, absolutely. And thanks so much for all the, the, the sweet love I'm, I'm receiving, but it is exciting. I love like being the face of like, you know, of change and of disruption because it's not what we usually see. And so I definitely, um, you know, I am excited to kind of own that. I think that was like, that was, you know, that's also something I'm learning as a woman is that I can take credit and I can own it and be like, yeah, that's my story. And this is what we've done. And, uh, no, I, you know, I did, I, I definitely probably knocked on about 12 doors. So I was 26 years old when I left to decide to go start fat merchant. I had no clue that this was going to be this $2 billion company that, you know, it, you know, in processing volume, that we were going to have, you know, the traction that we did and the growth that we've had. And, and I don't even know what's coming ahead. Like it's still growing. Like it's, it's, it's like a, the giant, like the little tiny snowball that just like keeps it's, it's, you know, it's, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing fast. And it's kind of out of control, but in a great way. Um, I didn't, I didn't envision that, but I did see a gap in the market. I did identify that there had to be a better way. There had to be focus on customer experiences, especially for the small business. My background was in that industry, I was customer facing, I heard the customer complaints all day. I also come from a family of entrepreneurs and small businesses and kind of always felt the challenges. Um, I was heard the challenges from my family members, from friends, of all the struggles of just operating a business and no one was trying to make their lives easier. It was just take, 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 take from that, from the small business and they're already struggling just to keep doors open. And so payment processing was a pain point for them, especially in in terms of the amount of fees that they have to pay to, to accept to accept payments, and there was really no value at it. Was just like sign up for this like business, you know phone service from AT and T or sign up for the internet that you have, and it's just kind of that's how it works. But there wasn't really a ton of value add from the payment companies when they have so much data 
on their customers, on, on the analytics of what types of customers are coming in through their doors, how many are returning customers, how like how are their sales performing from last month compared to next month. And there's so much data that could be extracted from the payment volume information. And so I knew that there had to be, we had to give back. It wasn't just about, yes, well, you know, merchant companies should be able to accept credit cards, but we have to give value to the business to help them grow and succeed. And then we'll grow and succeed with that. And so I probably knocked on about 12 different doors um, to go get, I need to get us, you can't just like start a payments company, right? So I had tons of barriers to entry. I had to go literally get my licenses, registration from Visa, MasterCard, American Express. Um, and, uh, you know, where do I even go find Mr. Visa? Like, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> the process. But it was the one of the moments was definitely I was kind of tired of pitching the idea, not getting the responses that I was hoping to get. I wasn't trying to start my own company. I was just trying to get like, you know, almost like a, a just get, get to get this product rolled out and have a team support me on this, you know, you know, to launch it in this particular territory. And so I remember just kind of being on one of my last flights back and just feeling super disappointed. And I knew that there was like in your gut, you know, you just have those feel like I knew that there was legs here and that it just, it needed to get executed. And so I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. I mean, I had $20,000 in my bank account. I was 26. I had nothing to lose. I was planning on going to go get my MBA. And so I'm like, great. Like I've, I'm going to give, I'm going to give it a shot for the next six months. And if I don't make any money and if I go out of business, I'm going to consider that my MBA. I'm going to learn everything from scratch and then I'll go, I'll go back and I'll go get a job. So that was kind of that starting point for me to um, say, Hey, I'm just going to go give it my all. But I also didn't have a lot to lose then. So it was kind of one of those, when you don't have a lot to lose, you give it your all because there's not much that's riding behind it. Um, and so that was kind of the start of our journey at Fat Merchant. And luckily within the first six months, we started getting, so I got our registration completed. March of 2014 was when we're officially in business. Uh, we did get a sponsor bank, WorldPay, who's one of the largest payment companies. You'll see them in the news all the time, um, became our sponsor for running all our transactions. And we were in business. We, we got started and the way that I was going about today, but I had no funding, right? So it was $20,000 in the bank account. I had hired just one, like almost like a, um, a one, one head that was my marketing person, my support person, just like kind of your right hand. We did everything together and that what we were doing was going around to any place that we could pitch fat merchant. So whether that was a competition, a, a, like a venture plan competition, a business plan competition, one million cops, starter studio, kind of like whatever, whoever allowed us to get on stage and talk about our product and what we're trying to accomplish, we got on a stage and did that. And we ended up taking home over $200,000 in prize money. And that's how we bootstrapped the company. So we would like literally go and like win these comp like these business plan competitions because the business plan was so well put together. Like there was such legs behind what, what I was trying to do. I just didn't have the team or the resources to go fully execute it. And so we would win these competitions, receive the, the checks, and we'd go deposit it into the bank account. And then because we still didn't have, like we were strapped for resources, we couldn't go hire a bunch of salespeople. We would put all those dollars into online marketing. And so that's how we would acquire our customers. And we made our brand seem a lot bigger than we actually were. Um, and through that kind of process, we built just like the most amazing online reputation. And we were also getting picked up by 
tons of publications. Like it started locally in Orlando with like Sentinel and the Orlando Business Journal and stuff about like meet the, you know, meet this meet the girls trying to change the credit card industry. And then a writer from Fast Company actually picked up one of those articles and did a big feature on on Fat Merchant. And our little tiny office in downtown Orlando, we had two phones in the office. Our phones rang for over three weeks straight. Wow. Wow. And that was like our holy shit, we have something moment. We're thinking too small. We need to scale. And then we went to a technology accelerator to really help us. We needed to get a CTO. We needed to get lead engineers. We needed to go build on product development. I mean, there was so much that needed to happen. And then we started we started fundraising. And so that was kind of like the initial how it happened story. And we haven't looked back. I love, okay, a couple of things that I love about that story. First of all, the point where you stressed trusting your gut. I feel like that will translate across any industry. And that is something that we, especially as women, need to not second guess when your gut is telling you you've got something great or you need to move on or you need to make a change. Whatever it is, I love hearing that another woman has found success when she's trusted that because it is always right. There has never been a point in anyone's life where they've trusted their gut. And sure, maybe you don't ex- you know, achieve the, the type of success instantaneously that you would like, but I love hearing that. Second of all, um, I, I want to just just take a minute and just can we laugh back at the people that laughed at you in those meetings? <laughs> because they were probably, you know, they're probably looking at you now like, oh, my gosh. Why didn't we? Why didn't we take a chance when we could have? Is there like a part of you that just wants to give him like a big I told you so? <laughs> you know, I think I did at a certain point. And now it's kind of like I would have never I'm like trying. I'm actually really I'm, this process is my 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 skin is a lot different than when it was when I first started and just kind of any just operating a business in general you learn and you grow. And so actually for me, if I wouldn't have had those experiences, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have learned all the things that I needed to learn in the industry in the first place. So I actually don't feel like saying I told you so sometimes. And especially when I first started and I, it was really great to kind of be featured in Forbes and fortune and, you know, fast company actually did a superlatives in 2014 or 15. And it was uh, top 10 business lessons learned. And number it was like Netflix, Spotify, and it was Sanira Madani, Fat Merchant. Oh my don't, goodness! Don't take don't take no for an answer. Love love it. And so we've had, and we're really blessed. I mean, it has just been such an incredible journey. I just take all of those learnings that I had, not only from you know the product standpoint of what we wanted to accomplish, from the customer standpoint of what we need to accomplish for the company, but also I you know organization wise, like we have one of the best cultures at fat version. We actually just got entrepreneur magazines, top 150 cultures in the U S we're like ranked. I think it's like in the sixties and it's like companies like HubSpot, Facebook, Google. And it's amazing to see like, a, you know, a small company, um, that's like based in Orlando, Florida, receiving recognition for like best places to work in the nation. Mm-hmm. And what we focused so much on culture. And it was one of the things that I really struggled with was never feeling heard. And I had all these great ideas and I really wanted to just be an amazing employee. Like I really didn't have the desire to go be an entrepreneur and take all this risk myself. And this is what ended up happening. But if only people had listened Mm -hmm. or if only I was able to, you know, um, feel, you know, I was in, in in a team culture in a team environment and a lot of industries like that, a lot of companies like that. So really, I'm taking all of these learnings and just really building like the best company that I can build that I know how to build based on 
all the experiences that I had and what I want to avoid having. Yeah. And if you, your Instagram too features like you have a story, what's it called? A highlight up top where you show like a peek behind the scenes at your office. It looks so fun. And if I knew a lick about anything financial related, I would want to work there because you have these like Friday meetings where everybody's there and there's dancing and there's people bringing their kids into the office. Not saying not, you know, work is getting done. You guys are very clearly very productive, but the culture just shines through and you can tell that there's inclusivity. You can tell that there's collaboration. I mean, that you are succeeding. If that was your goal in a great workplace culture, it seems like you're succeeding in that. No, it definitely was a goal. I just want to, I think, you know, I've always wanted to, and I really do. I love what I do. I love my work. And that's why I really, I, I know many, many women feel that way. Like they love, love, love their jobs. Um, and not all jobs are perfect. I mean, there's things about my job that I hate. Like there's, we all have our daily duties that are not fulfilling or rewarding. But at the end of the day, when I look at holistically, we're having so much fun. I love what I do and I don't want to give, I didn't want to give it up. And that was kind of what I, what I felt like, um, I've seen other women struggle with and what I want to empower and is just bring out is the fact that we can be working moms. We can get the support, um, and you know, we can, we can do what we love to do as well. Love it. I want to ask you, um, a couple of quick things before we go, any apps or podcasts that you can't live without when it comes to entrepreneurship or relating to your work, actually relating to mom life too. Anything you can't live without. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, a, I'm a simple, I'm a simple girl. So when it comes to organization, it's not like I have all these crazy tools. I live by my calendar and I mean, Google calendar um, is my probably number one tool that I recommend. I've tried other types of calendar programs, um, but really just, I plug everything into my calendar. It's probably my number one tip that I give to um, even women who are not organized, but just, and, and you may not have crazy busy work schedules, but it's really planning ahead. And if, whether that be for your personal life, whether that be getting your nails done, whether that be getting to that yoga class, you know, even scheduling me time, scheduling date night, you have your works, you know, you already know what you have to get done for work, which is going to be your traditional, you know, work calendar schedule. Um, however, I even, I even schedule in like my morning commute. So like, I know exactly down to the 15 minutes and it's a little obsessive. I, you know, I think my husband thinks it's crazy. Um, but it really helps me find these slots where I'm like, actually, I do have a window here. I do have a window here and, and I get ahead of it. You know, I'm meeting uh, one of my girlfriends for dinner tonight that I haven't seen in forever. But we scheduled this literally three months ago. It took forever to make it happen. Uh, but we both have really busy schedules. We know we need to get together, but we proactively found a date that's going to work. We put it in the future, but we put it into the calendar because it's if, if we were just texting each other all the time, we're like, when are we going to get together? It would never happen. And so using a calendar for me is super important. Also, um, apps that make like just life easier, like your grocery deliveries. Um, I used to love going to the grocery store. Like I, I do enjoy going to the grocery store. It's very mindless for me. My daughter enjoys it. It's a great fun time. But these are one of those things that it just kind of has to give. Like, do I have an hour and a half, two times a week, once a week to go to the grocery door store? I really don't. I want to use that hour and a half for other things that are higher on my priority list. And it's just easier for me to pay 20 bucks a month for an app service and $5, you know, to, for my groceries to be delivered. Um, and I can do it on the plane back. Like, you know, I can do it, um, on my free time, my downtime. I can do it, you know, when I have 10 minutes at the office and pull up my phone and know that, Hey, we need to get milk and eggs and bread. And it's kind of all there and I get home and it's ready for me. Yes. So don't yes. be afraid to kind of invest in, 
um, these, you know, these little tools or services, you know, in 2018, we've got a lot of things to help us with productivity and you don't have to be the one that does it all. Um, and yeah, it may be a little bit more, a little bit more costly, maybe, um, not even much. It's like literally pennies or like 20 cents more for bananas or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, I always weigh my cost analysis for my time. And if, if I could, you know, spend that extra hour doing something fun with my daughter, that's more productive for me and more value add for me than, um, having, you know, than just having my groceries, me picking out my pears, right? Oh, yes. I live and die by shipped. I mean, yeah. is it possible for me to, I, I like, we'll hit the $35 minimum. Oh, I don't know, like four times a week because I forget everything all the time. So I have to like go back. So I, I am with you on that. And I feel like every mom should should be checking that app out, should be checking that service. Um, you have been such a pleasure to talk to and such an inspiration. Um, tell us where we can find you. And I'm going to put all this up on on my yeah. website too. But tell us where we can keep track of your crazy fun life. Awesome. So right now I am super active on Instagram. I pretty much shut off all other social engines personally for myself because, again, prioritization, I can't focus everywhere. Uh, but I do, I do share my daily life and tips and productivity and just the crazy shit that goes on at Fat Merchant as well on Mom Boss blog. So that's my Instagram handle. Um, for our company, it's Fat Merchant, F-A-T-T-M-E-R-C-H-A-N-T. Uh, you can find us on all the social handles, um, Facebook, Twitter. Um, our Instagram's light, but um, for any of you guys that are small businesses, medium-sized businesses that do accept payments, we've got, we're the first subscription-based processor. Uh, we literally received every award under the sun uh, for our technology, for our service, and for what we provide to our amazing customers. So I'd love to have you guys take a look at what we're doing at Fat Merchants. You can find find me there as well. And that's it. That's I'm super easy to find. Um, and just reach out, DM me, hit me up. You know, ask me your questions. I'm really open to uh, sharing. I'm really transparent and honest and I don't always have, I don't know everything, but I'll give you what works for me. Love it. And, and guys, seriously, as soon as you check out your feed, you will get just such, I love this. You get such a clear idea of, of your brilliance, your, your business knowledge and, and your family stuff and just your personality shines through. So from one uh, sunny to another, thank you so, so much for talking to me and finally allowing me to stalk you into doing this interview. It's been such yeah. a pleasure. Thanks so much for doing this. I actually, Sunny, before we go, I'm going to have to do it for my Instagram story. I got to record you. Oh my um, goodness. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> How meta of us. Hold on. I'm opening my phone. Okay. I wonder, I don't see the thing is people won't be able to hear, but give me a wave. Okay. I'm going to boomerang you ready in a three, two, one. <laughs> there you are. Awesome. Okay. And I'm going to wave at you too. Bye. Thank you so much for doing this. And we'll be checking you out on Instagram, girl. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Guys, how great is Sunira? I loved listening to her. I'm always fascinated by people who are successful in fields that are just so foreign to me. Anything tech or numbers related is just, I, I mean, it's, you might as well be speaking Swahili to me to hear these people talk in technicalities about what it is they do every day. But it's so amazing to see, um, to see someone succeeding in this industry and just like you heard her say, pretty much turning the industry on its head. So congrats to Sunira. If you guys want to follow along on her adventures, she does such a good job of chronicling her home life in addition to her business life, which by the way, Fat Merchant looks like such a fun place to work. Um, you can follow along as you heard her mention 
on her Instagram page at Mom Boss Blog. I would also love and be so honored if you would follow me on Instagram as well. I do a tons of behind-the-scenes stuff on my IG stories, and I also run all of my giveaways through all of these cool people that we partner with um, through my Instagram page. So do give me a follow if you would. I'm at Sunny Abata. It's S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A. TTA would also be grateful if you took a minute to just leave a quick rating and review on my iTunes podcast page or wherever it is you listen to this podcast. I'd be incredibly grateful and um, it also helps get our name out there to people who might need the information or just enjoy hearing the information that we put in this podcast. So um, give it a check. Give me a few um, words back of feedback on the podcast page if you would and you know i always love hearing from you guys too if you just want to email me that works i'm at sunny at sunnyabouta.com drop me a line um all right guys super fun to have our guest on today so much more good stuff coming up in upcoming episodes of 30 something as well hope you'll stick with us in the meantime thank you so much for listening and have a great day